welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Kelly Evans to answer your medical questions. Dr. Evans' specialty is internal medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Evans. Good morning, Laura. How are you? I'm doing well. I was telling Bob it was so nice to drive over to the radio station this morning and not have to deal with detours and construction. The road looks lovely. Good job, (laughs) everyone. Nice big sidewalk out here. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that construction season is wrapping up. And oh, we're having it, was a beautiful a, it was a tough fall. one in our town this year, it wasn't was. it? It was. <laughs> yes, we had to be creative and thoughtful and mm-hmm. when you're traveling so yes. you weren't uh, catching the busy the busy times. Yep. So, yeah, so we have a question. Our uh, listeners are on top okay. of things this morning, right. Dr. Evans, and a question already came in. This listener says they saw an article in the register last week about Brookings Hospital offering a new battery of heart screenings. Is this the same as Planet Heart in Sioux Falls? Yeah, so the answer, the short answer to that is yes, it's pretty, it's the same sort of um, set of tests that are done at the Planet Heart. Um, So if if we have time, I'll just give a little little more information. So I don't know anything about that. Generally, these heart screenings, what they offer are they'll do, they'll take blood pressure, cholesterol levels, EKG. Um, They will do ultrasounds of the carotid arteries. The peripheral arteries, meaning down in the legs, down in the ankles, and um, of the, sometimes of the abdominal aorta, depending on the testing that you're doing, to look for vascular disease there or plaque there, evidence of plaque there. And then they also do what the, what's called a coronary calcium CT scan, a type of CAT scan looking for calcification that can be a signal of plaque in the coronary arteries. Okay. And this is all out of pocket. This is not something insurance pays for. Part of the reason is that there's actually no big society that recommends everybody do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm an advocate for probably talking to your physician about doing this testing before you do it for a couple of reasons that I've encountered. Um, One is that if you're having any symptoms, this is not the way to go because we need to do the actual diagnostic testing um, through sort of our our typical channels if you're having symptoms. A good example being that a coronary calcium test is not the right test if you're having chest pain, for example. If you're having chest pain, you need to go talk to your doctor and, and talk about what is the right testing to have done. These are all build as screening tests. Mm-hmm. I would also say I have had some patients who come and bring in their results to me and I find out that they've paid whatever the cost is for this, 100, 150 bucks. And I say to them, you know, we did that testing last year for this or that reason, or we're, we already know that you have carotid artery disease and it's getting followed. We don't, you don't need to do this extra testing. It's not giving us any extra information. Um, and I, I would say like like I said, there's not this great overlying recommendation. I would not say that everyone over a certain age should have this test. There's okay. no good data to sort of back that up. So having a conversation about 
what your risk is and what the rationale might be to do this testing might be worth your time before you go doing it indiscriminately, is, okay. is my opinion. Yeah. But you can just call them up and schedule your own tests. Um, I, I tell people, if you get the results, bring them into your next doctor's appointment so that they can review them with you um, in a professional setting as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But the short answer is yes. The the Brookings Hospital is very similar to what Planet Heart does. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's not, it sounds like it's not necessarily something that you would prescribe or anything because you said if someone's having some of these symptoms, you have some other avenues you would go down. Yeah. I, th- I think we would be, do more, be more targeted and discriminating in what testing we're ordering. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about the heart, like I said, if you're having chest pain or symptoms of that you're worried about heart, this night might not be the first test that we would do. So I would talk to your doctor about that for sure if you're having symptoms. All right. This is billed as screening, which is for the asymptomatic patient, meaning no symptoms mm-hmm. is, is sort of how it's um, out there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov slash quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is focusing on orthopedics and making sure we keep moving um, as we're aging and the ways that we want to be able to move and have a healthy lifestyle. And your essay this week talks quite a bit about walking, yeah, which is my favorite exercise. Good for you. <laughs> I love walking, mm-hmm. especially right now. It's yeah. so beautiful out. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good time mm-hmm. to get out on on these walks. But mm-hmm. let's, t- let's talk about some of the health benefits that you've seen with walking. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, talk about walking both in the article and a lot with my patients just because it's so accessible to most people and Mm -hmm. we can talk about not everybody of course can walk people might have limitations that make it not feasible for them to do that particular exercise but for a lot of people you know it it's 
presumably at a lot of times free. It's something Mm -hmm. you can do outdoors if you have good access. Um, And something very simple that I, especially if I'm talking to someone who's really not exercising at all at the moment, it's sort of a very feasible and tangible thing. So I talk about walking and just walking for time, you know. Mm -hmm. So if someone's starting from doing nothing or very little exercise, we talk about, okay, go out your front door and walk in one direction for 10 minutes and then turn around and walk back. And that's Mm -hmm. your 20-minute walk. Um, And maybe that's a good starting point. And if you – I think for some people, taking those first steps is difficult. But most people will find that if you're consistent and sort of – dedicated to doing that on a daily basis or four or five times a week that pretty quickly you're gonna gain the ability to walk more minutes you know Mm -hmm. so week to week maybe you can increase your walking by five minutes each Mm -hmm. time or something like that so I think having those tangible goals in mind is something that's helpful to people when I'm talking one-on-one to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I was in college I did a internship with uh, a nonprofit office in Sioux Falls, and it was, I think we maybe had six or seven people in the office, and they would take a 15 to 20 minute break in the mm-hmm. morning and a 15, 20 minute break in the afternoon and do a little outside walk. And everyone was invited. Not everyone mm-hmm. went all the time. It was like, okay, yeah. instead of like a coffee break right. or whatever, uh, it's walking time. Who wants to go? Mm-hmm. And many, you know, were dressed in professional clothes, but had their sneakers under their desk. It would right. quickly switch into their sneakers and just Go get a little fresh air and exercise. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really great. That's like, sounds mm-hmm. like a very healthy workplace, honestly. Mm-hmm. I try to do that if I, I rarely do I have time over my um, yes. lunch hour. But if I have 20 minutes, I'll try to take a walk um, if it's a nice day outside. I think, you know, it gets your body moving, especially if you work at a sedentary desk mm-hmm. job, which is, you know, can get to be a long day of sitting. Um, and it's kind of good for your mind. You mm-hmm. get out of that environment, get some fresh air. I think that sounds like a really healthy thing and maybe a good time to just socialize a little bit with your coworkers too. Right. I love right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully... So I hopefully there's offices here in Brookings yeah. doing similar things or exploring doing yeah. those things. Yeah, or you know maybe benefits. maybe it's just you have one one friend in the office who wants to do that mm-hmm. on your breaks and and that's great. Or maybe it's just you and you need to you know turn on your favorite podcast or music and just take a take a short walk when it's time for a break. But right. yeah, maybe a better way to spend it than you know what a lot of us probably do if we have work break, break scrolling on our phones or whatever it is that we do. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I tried I try to get out for a daily walk and um right sometimes you sometimes i am on my phone i'm like 15 minutes just disappeared doing yep. nothing on my phone i'm like oh i should have been walking instead yep. of wasting my time yeah. doing this so yeah so yeah. do you walk through the winter too i think this is a hard the, where we live there are you know just some barriers to being dedicated and some of them are real you know a lot right. of my patients i say i would love for you to walk every day but i don't want you to walk if it's icy outside which is can be right. some of our winters it's there's a lot of physical obstacles to doing that. Mm-hmm. So what have you done I, to mitigate that? If I in can be outside, yeah. I try to be just outside. Just bundle up and go. Yes, yeah. just mm-hmm. bundle up and go. And um, 
I've seen others out in my neighborhood now too, even putting on uh, some ski goggles to help <laughs> when to it's stay really cold. Warm, yeah. When it's really cold, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> so you might look ridiculous, but hey, you're outside getting a walk. So yeah. I think um, you know just bundling up, but that doesn't always yeah. pan out. Um, right. So then I, I, I personally, I, I enjoy yoga as well. So then maybe I'll work some yoga find an alternative at home. Yeah. yeah, and there's stuff you can do at home. You know, even I have I have patients who walk the hallways of their apartment buildings when Mm -hmm. they can't go outside to to get a little bit more distance. Um, I was just, sometimes the access is difficult. I saw an advertisement for our our folks who live in the Brookings area. Um, The Fishback Indoor Soccer Complex Mm -hmm. has a really low cost option for walking. um, If that's something you want to do over the winter months where they have people pay 10 bucks a month and there's like a four hour block a day that you can go. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a nice facility. So if that's that's something that would interest people, um, that's a really good I mean, much less expensive than a gym membership or something right. like that if walking is something that you like to do. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about that snow and right. bundling up quite so much. Right. Which right. Is, is great. Obviously, many of these things we can do on our own, uh, but your article mentions that doing it with somebody, it has benefits as well. Mm-hmm. I notice that when I'm on a walk with somebody or doing a yoga class with somebody, I go further. Sure. I spend more time doing it mm-hmm. uh, than if I'm on my own. I might not go quite as far or spend quite as long doing it. Yeah. Uh, you have, I know, have running partners. Yeah, and, I have a running group and it's yes. it's like, it, yeah, I, I enjoy running so much more with my group. You're right. It goes mm-hmm. faster. On those days that I might just turn my alarm off and not get out of bed, if I know my group's waiting for me, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, so it's a good motivator that way. And I think it just increases, yeah, it increases your odds of being more consistent and just longevity and doing it. It's, there's more, in, it's, it's also social, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's the time when I am meeting my friends to go for a run. It's also the time that I'm seeing my friends, which is yet another thing that um, is good for my own mental health and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. If, if you have a friend, you. or you know, maybe your spouse has the same goals, and and that's a good person to be your per, the the person that you exercise with. But um, I do think, you know, every, you, of course, you can do a lot of this stuff alone, but um, it will increase your odds of being consistent with it if you have some of that social component too. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc Physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Evans, tell us about the television program you have planned for tomorrow night. Yeah, so we're going to, it's it's basically a show about anything and everything related to orthopedic health, joints, bones, muscles, that kind of thing. Um, we have two um, specialists coming, both from Sioux Falls, Dr. Jonathan Buchanan, who's with Avera Orthopedics and Dr. Luke Rasmussen, who's from the Orthopedic Institute in Sioux Falls. Um, I, I've done the orthopedic show once or twice in the past, and I, I think they're some of our most popular because, of course, these are very common questions people have, for, ranging from you know the ache and pain they might have to more specific questions about things like joint surgery and stuff like that, which are also pretty common things that that people will encounter during their lifetimes. Um, I love doing shows like this because I am so not an expert in this this thing that I I learn a lot. I don't feel you know I feel yes. no pressure to be the <laughs> the mm-hmm. bearer of good knowledge here. So um, I'm I look forward to it. I think and we always get a lot of questions from our audience in regards to orthopedics. So yeah, it could be anything. We'll talk about, we can talk about anything sort of head to toe that bothers you with bones, joints, and muscles, and tendons, and all of those things. Yes, very good. (laughs) I have a number of older people in my life now who Mm -hmm. who I love who are dealing with different aches and pains, and it seems like the kind of constant thing to evaluate is, you know, I've had this pain. When is it time? I know I might be a candidate for surgery, but I'm just nervous to make that step. Mm -hmm. How do you help guide patients through that process if they're you know, have, because there's obviously risks with surgery. And so we don't want to rush into these things, but how do we help evaluate when that might be a good option? Yeah, that's a great, a great question. And it is something that I talk to my patients about a lot because, you know, I have a lot of patients who said, well, I know I've known I had this arthritis in my knee for a long time and that I'm probably going to need surgery, but you know, when is, when is the right time to sort of pull the trigger on that? And so that would be the joint replacement question is a really common one that I get. And I tell them when it's affecting your ability to do the things that you would otherwise be doing pretty significantly, then maybe it is time. Mm-hmm. And that threshold might be different based on the patient. So, you know, the the healthy 55-year-old patient is different than the 78-year-old patient with a lot of medical problems for whom surgery is going to be riskier for. So mm-hmm. like, it, and and of course, the, that healthy 55-year-old might have higher expectations of the things that they do day to day than that less healthy 78-year-old too. So I, not all patients are equal. So you, you, there's no blanket answer. And there are some patients who are very surgery averse and, and maybe their threshold is going to be a lot higher. Um, but I do tell most of my patients, you know, if, if you would, if walking is something that you've done every day for the last 10 years and you can't go on your walk anymore, mm-hmm. then we should talk about it. Like they, because outcomes are pretty, pretty good for most people for these surgeries. And I think people want to know, okay, what do I expect? Mm-hmm. What is it going to be like after surgery? And, 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 and a lot of my patients, like I, a great example would be a farmer 
thinks about the timing. Okay, gosh, when is the right time for me to not be able to get in and out of my tractor for a month or two? Um, Mm -hmm. Those kinds of practical questions are important to them. And I can help my patients with that. And of course, the orthopedists who are counseling them about the surgery can can help with that too. Um, But I, I would say it's it's a little different for everyone but if it's really affecting your day-to-day function then it's worth having a conversation about mm-hmm. yeah let's talk just maybe i know a common one i hear about a lot are these knee replacements yeah. so what is kind of the schedule um as how long recovery is when can you expect to be mm-hmm. back to more of a normal yeah and it, again it's variable um mm-hmm. and some some of that we can't predict of course but if you're if you're really highly functional before surgery, a lot of people will recover pretty quickly. I mean, you're going to have some pain and definitely with the knee replacements in particular, stiffness, you have to be diligent about doing your physical therapy and your exercises at home um, for that first month, two months. Mm-hmm. Um, one sur- one orthopedic surgeon that I worked with um, as a resident rotated with, he told all his patients, you know, you, you might second guess your decision for that first month and be on the fence at month two by month three almost everyone is very happy that they made this decision and I would say in my experience my patients even in that first month that's hard most of them will say well I still have less pain now than I did before surgery mm-hmm. even though they're they're still doing kind of the hard work of recovery um, so it's not like you wake up the next day and it's hunky-dory that's that we shouldn't right. um, give people those expectations not magic yeah but most people if you <laughs> months down the road if you're doing the rehabilitation that you need to do will be have a good outcome with that okay I would say hip replacement surgery is even different a lot of my patients tell me by within a few days after their hip surgery they feel excellent mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason that's just sort of a, a simpler recovery probably just because of the structure of the joint mm-hmm. um, so you know if you have really debilitating hip arthritis that's kind of a a little bit different recovery and probably easier for most people that way. Is that what's usually causing the problem? Arthritis? Is that, yes. So for these, tell us these about joint that. replacements, the 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 problem is generally going to be arthritis that these joint replacements are done for. And so that's just wear and tear of the joint. Very common as people get older. Some people, I would say the people that tend to need um, like knee replacement surgery earlier in life are probably people who had a major injury when Mm -hmm. they were young so if you had a bad meniscal acl tear as a high school athlete you're going to be more likely to have arthritis in your knee that gets debilitating earlier in life than someone who never had an injury like that but there's other factors that can play into it too Mm -hmm. but yes arthritis would be the the by far and away the most common reason people have these joint replacement surgeries okay Mm All right. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left. If you want to call us with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group 
Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. 692-1430. Dr. Evans, we had a question about vaccines and if mm. those COVID vaccines are available for us yet. Not here in Brookings. Here in nope, Brookings. Not, I'm not okay. aware that we've we've seen any of that in Brookings yet, but we're hoping. I mean, my patients ask me every day, and I, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we will have more news on that. Okay. Because um, we are seeing cases tick up, unfortunately. We're seeing it more in the clinic again. Um, so, again, just be mindful. If you have those sort of classic symptoms, know that it could be that, and be mindful about spreading to others. And, of course, we're, we're happy to see and test you in clinic if mm-hmm. if you're feeling sick so yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i see we can get four free tests again through the government okay. so if you mm-hmm. uh want to get some yep. more home tests available you can do that on i don't know not exactly a bad idea website, to have them on hand yeah yeah mm-hmm. nice to just know what you have yeah. and um the risk of spreading it to yeah. others or whatever it's just yeah. nice to know yeah so yeah i'm getting a lot of questions and of course we do have flu vaccines and are get, dealing those out pretty heavily if you know if you wait and and um those covid vaccines are out in the next few weeks you can certainly get your flu and covid vaccines at the same time if that's your preference and mm-hmm. so that should be it you'd be able to do that at clinic or at your your um local retail pharmacy depending on where you get your shots so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so we have we have options yep. to to get out there yep. and do that so uh dr evans i mm-hmm. wanted to go back to our orthopedic show and um, back to that prevention, you know, as we were talking about earlier, we talked about, uh, keep, you know, keeping our bodies moving mm-hmm. to keeping us strong to help prevent some of those injuries that might make us have to visit an orthopedic doc. Yeah. Um, but there's also some things we can do in our homes. I know we've talked about some of that sure. before to just make sure we av- can d- minimize risk. Yeah, right? minimize risk. And especially, you know, if, if you're aging, if you have some balance issues or other sort of health things that that might make you more more prone to falling, taking a good look at your home is important. I mean, the big... The big single injury that comes to mind that would, if I could prevent one injury in, in all of my patients, it would be the fall that leads to a hip fracture that can be really debilitating and really kind of change the the course of someone's life and health in some, some people, unfortunately. Um, so looking at risks of falls. And so part of that is, you know, if you do have problems with balance or aren't able to walk normally, getting evaluated, should I be using something like a walker, a cane, or some sort of assistive device when I'm moving around the world? Because, and I I think there's a little bit of misinformation about that. Some people I have, a, I have a lot of patients who have come in and told me, well, I try not to use my walker. I don't want to use it because I don't want to become dependent on it. Um, and my response is, you know, I, I, that's not that particular concern is not my concern. It's about your risk of falling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you need it because of something related to your gait, then then I would recommend you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting evaluated for that. And then the other basic things are just how is your furniture set up in your home? Do you have rugs that are, are going to mm-hmm be a tripping risk or other things in your home. I've had patients trip over their cats and break their yes. hips. And so, you know, I, you know, I, I would never tell someone get rid of their pet. I mean, yes. I might, but I, <laughs> you know, like thinking about those things, if you're, if you've had some close calls, I think people start thinking about that a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a question just come in. Dr. Right. Evans have a minute left here. What does it mean when your tailbone hurts? 
and you really haven't fallen on it. So it yeah. just starts to hurt, but no real I would want to evaluate where the pain is. Is it the tailbone or is it the ischial bone, which is kind of the, the pelvic bone that sits on bottom? Um, without an injury, I don't have a good reason. I mean, if you're, if you're sitting a lot and just putting pressure on the same place for a long time, then it might be the start of sort of a pressure injury. Um, so I would, I would, you know, ask your, ask your provider about that um, if it's been bothering you for a long time and not getting better. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if it is the kind of pressure issue, what kind of treatments or options do you have? We need to avoid pressure. So yeah. it might be using some sort of different cushion or different positioning with your day-to-day sort of sitting and lying down, that okay. kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So worth worth getting evaluated and check that Probably out. so. Okay. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Join us this Thursday as we host a new live On Call with the Prairie Doc. Prairie Doc host Dr. Kelly Evans will be joined by Dr. Jonathan Buchanan from Avera Orthopedics and Dr. Luke Rasmussen from the Orthopedic Institute in Sioux Falls to talk about orthopedics and making sure you can move. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Kelly Evans for joining us today. And as Dr. Home would say, stay healthy out there, people.